0: Is Bloomberg surveillance.
1: I think the death of economics has greatly overstated. It's still the same guys in charge and with the same motivation to get themselves out of the situation they've been in
2: before of a, of a very strong yen and, and deflation.
0: The reason why investors are not that concerned about negative rates in the U.S. is because the economic data that we've been getting in the U.S. has been relatively positive.
1: We always think about credit in terms of demand, but maybe
3: we need to think about supply.
1: Y- you know, Who wants to lend for you no know, return. Bloomberg
0: Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio.
3: Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keen, Bloomberg Surveillance. In this hour, did you have the courage to buy Yahoo at 27 Valentine's Day? 27 on Valentine's Day. In this hour, Robert Peck will give clarity. He's exceptionally optimistic on some of the parts for Yahoo, and sees further modest upside from here. We will do that in a moment. The Daily Mail in London interested over the weekend. And there's a rumor that Michael McKee will take a a bid on Yahoo as well. Somewhere somewhere out there, somewhere, someplace, sometime. Bloomberg Surveillance this morning, as always, in the 8 o'clock hour, brought to you by Cone Resnick. Accounting Tax Advisory, it can be hard to navigate. Through economic uncertainty, your business needs industry insight, transformative advice. To drive it forward, find out why at ConeResnick.com. C-O-H-N-R-E-Z-N-I-C-K, ConeResnick.com. It's tax week. Everybody at ConeResnick working a 90-hour work week this week, this weekend, yeah. as all of them are.
2: You've got to get... Everybody's taxes in. Hey, uh, uh, yes, you know we, my accountants.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom LLC.
2: <laughs> we 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 protect the copyright obviously of uh, the people who send us their graciously send us their notes every day. But I got to pass along a line from Jim Vogel at FTN Financial talking about the bond market and how the stock market you know keeps going up, but the bond market is becalmed. And he said. Um, uh, what started in the first quarter as a haven trade to high-grade bonds has become a long slog in the Fed's waiting room with no interesting magazines. <laughs> that describes bond market trading these yeah, days. Yeah, well, there are I, no interesting and, magazines. and
3: we will give you bank coverage here this week and into the earnings season. I know the FT on the cover and Bloomberg doing lots. Oh, Michael Moore in London leading the charge on challenging time, Although although the bank's up this morning. I noticed Unicredit getting a lift. Uh, this morning uh, as well. Uh, we have waited days to speak to him. He's been very busy with SunTrust, Robertson Humphrey Clients. We love having Robert Peck on with, I think, a more measured and acute analysis of technology emotion. He joins us right now. Robert Peck on Yahoo. First, to get the gossip out of the way, is Ms. Meyer involved in these transaction discussions, or has she been pushed aside?
1: Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I love being on the show. Um, As far as that question, uh, no, she has been involved. And, in fact, uh, she has recorded an hour-long video that she sends to uh, some of the participants who are looking to bid and then has met actually in person with some of the top bidders as well. Mm -hmm. So she is a a part of the process here.
3: What is the process right now? Is it a sum of the parts, break it apart, or is there going to be an all-in bid for Yahoo? Yahoo!
1: Yeah, I think the most likely here is going to be some of the parts, break it apart, particularly the core business, as we know it, say the portal, versus the Asian assets that they own, um, Yahoo Japan and Alibaba. So it's more of a bidding for that core, although you could have a bid for the entire company come in here. I just think that's less likely. Yeah.
3: Within the Robert Peck mathematics and folks, we protect the copyright. We will not send out the SunTrust Robertson Humphrey Research. You have a stunning five times multiple across most of their businesses, revenue to EBITDA, however you want to put it, boy, that seems awfully low
1: yeah and, and you could argue it's maybe six, maybe seven. The point we were trying to make there was that uh, when you look at the core EBITDA, they talk about this seven hundred and fifty million number, when you really pull out the non core stuff, some i p licensing, some royalty fees they get, it's really about three hundred million or so, so whether you're talking a six times multiple, that would just add another three hundred million to the top of the one point five billion we think it's worth. But the bigger picture number there is that six billion dollars. We think the core is worth around six billion dollars for an investor
2: what about uh, yahoo japan yes
1: yeah, so the yahoo japan you just do straight math on that's worth about seven dollars a share or so and all you do is just take their ownership in it and hit it with some sort of tax we put about a 20 percent tax rate on it and that comes out to about seven dollars a share
2: overall well, i guess you got to try to figure the alibaba shares um and, and are you, are you presuming that ends up as the third piece here
1: Correct. So sort of three big pieces, right? The core, their stake in Yahoo Japan, as well as in their stake in Alibaba.
2: Well, overall, what do shareholders of Yahoo end up with when this is done, do you think?
1: Well, if they sell the core, as we think they will, your left was really just your stakes in Yahoo Japan and Alibaba. And then it would make sense that those two stakes probably get sold in the second half of 016. The likely yeah. buyers would be someone like SoftBank and Alibaba.
3: Okay, you, have, you have a stunning paragraph, which on a Venn diagram or a Valentine beer diagram is the overlay of Verizon and Yahoo Labor. And your numbers, Robert, to be honest, I've never seen before where tons of employees exit creating about $2 billion in value. Does that assume then regulatory scrutiny because there's such an overlay of someone like Verizon with Yahoo?
1: Yeah, so the reason why we've said Verizon's the leading candidate to win here is because they have these synergies. You know, number one, there's there's revenue synergies as far as scale, putting AOL and Yahoo Agreed. together. Agreed. Yeah, it. I get that, yeah third platform, but you know, they, they obviously wouldn't need Yahoo, Salesforce. They wouldn't need their g their CFO, their HR, all that. So you do have this great overlap, which means Verizon can afford, therefore, to pay the most. As far as whether there will be regulatory scrutiny, we think there will be, or is it with any large deal. But given that the Yahoo AOL combined would still be much smaller than something like a Facebook or a Google, we think it would
2: pass. I presume that uh, among the people that wouldn't be needed when this is all done is Marissa Meyer.
1: Yeah, particularly if Verizon wins, they already have Tim Armstrong there, um, so they probably wouldn't need Marissa. However, if a different player won, say uh, AT&T or Comcast, there could be a role there for current management. But with Verizon, we think it's unlikely.
3: Okay, That's enough on Yahoo. We're going to have Robert Peck with us for the hour. Let's start in right now on many of the other uh, companies you follow. Uh, Robert, let's start with Amazon right now. It's an absolute juggernaut. I was struck the other day in our analysis of how small the relative retail pie Amazon still is. Do you agree with that, that they've got years and years and years of ability to take retail market share across America?
1: They do, and, and the funny part is e-commerce as a percent of total commerce is still very small. You're, you're talking double digits, and there's large categories that are just getting penetrated, such as apparel, which have a lot of room to, to grow, and particularly when you think about some of the international opportunity, they're just getting presence in India and some of the um, uh, non-European areas as well. So there's a long runway there for them, and then when you add together their cloud business, which is a behemoth and a leader in the space, they, they have a long run on uh, both those aspects.
2: I want to phrase the question differently from what Tom said because uh, you get the same answers when you ask about their strengths all the time. Is there a weakness in Amazon right now that anyone should worry about?
1: Well, I think from an investor point of view is, as we know, Jeff Bezos will continue to invest against these long-term opportunities. So what you could have here is a weakness in the financials, meaning the the margins, as they continue to invest against some of these bigger opportunities. India is a very competitive market right now. It's a negative gross margin business over there right now. So that could weigh on financials. And the cloud business, you have Google and Microsoft coming after Amazon. So you could see more competitive pricing pressure there as well. Yeah,
3: but are they I mean, I understand they want a strategic go after Amazon, are they succeeding? Is there any indication that there's a crack in Fortress Bezos?
1: Yeah, so Spotify has publicly announced that it took some of its budget off Amazon and put it over to Google, particularly because of Google's superior uh, data analytics, which we thought was interesting. Apple, as you know, has been reported to have taken a chunk of its budget off Amazon and put it over to Google. And then you had Netflix keynote at the Google platform uh, two weeks ago. So, you know, with the scaled presence Google already has, it's a formidable competitor. 2016 will be the year, though. We'll start to see how much traction they can have.
2: You wonder, um, you know, if, if Jeff Bezos puts a foot wrong anytime.
3: Well, I just did a trend chart. I mean, let's come back with Robert Peck here. We'll move, we'll move on from Amazon. But Mike, I just did a trend chart back a good 10 years plus and it's above trend. Amazon, to your point, Mike, it's above trend. One standard deviation down on the trend. Are you getting ready for this? It's $420 <laughs> per share and we're at yeah. 594 596. So that shows you how far down, down is. Yeah. Away. We'll come back with Robert Peck of SunTrust and continue this uh, discussion. We'll have much more on Yahoo. I, I know this week and uh, into the, the ballet, we didn't even really talk about the Daily Mail doing that with private equity, Daily Mail of England. Well, they're talking
2: about breaking it up, maybe just taking the news yeah. parts of Yahoo.
3: Yeah, well, there seems to be speculation in the wind. It's good to have Robert Peck with us. And yes, we'll talk about Facebook as well. Uh, with Mr. Peck, up seven on futures, a better tape than what we saw three hours ago. You see that in the 10-year yield, a good two basis point move, 1.74% of risk on higher yield uh, this morning. Even the two-year yield, 0.7147, all the yields doing better off a really ugly Friday, 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock hour as well. The yen, 10824
2: All right, let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest World of National Headlines. Michael? Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Fifteen former American Bar Association presidents are
1: urging Republicans to consider President Obama's choice to be on the Supreme Court. In a letter to Senate leaders, they argue that Chief Judge Merrick Garland is one of the most outstanding judges in the country. Republicans have refused to hold hearings on an Obama nominee. Foreign ministers from the group of seven industrialized countries, including Secretary of State John Kerry, are pledging to redouble nuclear disarmament efforts and complete an anti terrorism action plan in time for a May summit. They met today in the atomic bomb Japanese city of Hiroshima. Kerry is the most senior U.S. official to visit Hiroshima since the atomic bombing. Global news 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom.
3: And Mecca, thanks so much. Sterling14224. Stronger sterling Euro Swissy shows stronger Euro 108.78.6 to five digits. That's the way we do it here. Euro Swissy to five decimal points with Robert Peck of SunTrust. Bloomberg surveillance.
2: The news update brought to you by Bentley University's Prepared You project. Are millennials ready for the workplace? The Prepared You research study has answers that might surprise you. Visit bentley.edu slash prepared to download an infographic overview.
0: Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. U.S. Stock Index futures are
1: rising this morning. Let's go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. And here's Bill Maloney.
0: Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. stock futures are maintaining their early gains. Dow futures currently higher by 50 points. Sesame futures gained 6, and Nasdaq futures rise by 17. The U.S. 10 yield at 1.74%. And European markets are rising, led by 1.7% gains in Italy. In deal news, Canadian Pacific ends efforts to merge with Real Norfolk Southern. And in other news, national oil well preliminary Q1 revenue missed estimates. Also cut its dividend of five cents a share. Hertz cut its forecast for revenue. And earnings season kicks off with Alcoa reporting after the bell tonight. Finally, some of your Wall Street upgrades and downgrades. And Connor raised outperform at BMO. Valero cut to neutral at Credit Suisse. Potash cut the hole versus buy at HSBC. Cummins cut to neutral versus outperform at Macquarie. And finally, Noble Corp cut the hole versus buy at Sock Gen. Live from the First and Breaking News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen. All right, thanks, Bill. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type Squawk Go on your terminal. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K-Go. And that's a Bloomberg business flash. Tom and Mike. Hey
3: Karen, thanks so much. Good Monday morning, everyone. Bloomberg Surveillance brought you by Invesco. Markets may be volatile, but Invesco's value managers are finding high conviction opportunities. Find out where? At Invesco.com slash Interactive. We've been talking Yahoo and Amazon with Robert Peck of SunTrust Robinson Humphrey and Michael McKee is aware that I had one, two. Mike, I had two Netflix accounts and I just dropped them both.
2: Well, you may be ahead of the crowd. Uh, Netflix is raising its prices. Yeah, 7.99 a month now. In the next month or so, going up to 9.99. Uh According to UBS, UBS analysts surveyed some Netflix subscribers and found that 41% say they will uh, cancel. Uh, but will they really? Uh, Robert Peck, uh, SunTrust, covers Netflix uh, as part of his uh, Internet research. And I'm wondering what your estimation of the impact on Netflix of the price increase is going to be. Is uh, Mr. Hastings taking a big gamble here?
3: Yeah, so
1: a couple things there. We just put a big piece out on this last week, and we think about 10% or so of the people will end up canceling. You have a good majority that will just trade down to the lower tier pricing they can have, and a lot of others that will just have it go through. The impact of it, though, to the company is while you will have an increase in churn, and investors are very much looking at that for 2Q, uh, the ARPU offset, or the additional revenue you get, actually protects the financials and is accretive. So it actually works out well for Netflix
2: the 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 competitors to Netflix I mean you've got Amazon streaming now to go back to the company we were just talking about you got the Hulu uh people out there um, we've uh, various efforts by various people to attract cord cutters even Apple TV you get a wide selection of stuff so uh does Netflix have a great future uh wh- how do they remain competitive as they raise prices
1: Yeah, so one of the big drivers going forward here is international. They just rolled out across the globe. So all the Asian Pacific markets, all of Europe, Latin America, et cetera. So all that is going to provide a big growth engine for the company coming from a base of close to zero. So that's the big part of it. But what you also see here is consumers use these services complementary. So they will use Amazon. They will use Netflix. They'll use HBO Go. Uh, They don't necessarily just choose one over the other. Uh, But what you are seeing is the impact on traditional cable bill, this cord cutting you were referring to, as consumers end up choosing more of the services and and content they want.
3: I I look at it, and and I look at sort of the, the, the frustration of the whole industry as a consumer moving, and an investor for that matter, Moving so fast, within the blur of April of 2016, Robert Peck, what's the single trend of media you're looking at?
2: I, the, the big
1: shift you're seeing is consumption for what you want, when you want it, and particularly in the younger demographics. They don't watch linear TV like our generations yep. did. So that's the, one of the biggest shifts, and therefore you're seeing the advertising dollars trying right. to follow those, <clears throat> as, those eyeballs.
3: Let me take another angle on that, which is somewhat the same, but, but, but I'll call it adjacent, which is we only have so much time in the day to watch this stuff. Are we watching more? Or are we substituting when we go do something new in media technology?
1: Well, that's the interesting part about it, is that you're able to watch more more efficiently. Instead of having to sit there through linear TV and watch all those commercials that we had to do growing up, the younger demographics are watching when they can, particularly even mobile. So whether you're standing on a line or on a train or what yeah. have you, that's where they're consuming I mean, a lot of the content. Mike, to
3: so the NHL Stanley Cup, I mean, this weekend a couple of the games I had to watch on regular TV,
2: Oh my
1: god! And they
3: ended up turning them off. There were too many commercials. <laughs> I, I just can't do it. And it's I, I don't know where this is in three months, Michael McKee.
2: You cover uh, uh, eighteen companies, is uh, by my count here, uh, Robert. And I'm just wondering because uh, we only have a minute left here. Um, of all those companies, who's the most interesting right now?
1: We think Facebook's extremely interesting, and you're going to see a lot of news flow out this week from their F8 conference, but they've got another billion and a half people they reach every single month. They haven't even started monetizing with Messenger and WhatsApp. And when you think about the future of advertising and social experiences, Oculus or virtual reality, augmented reality, right in the heart of it.
3: How do you respond across, I'll let you pick the companies, to the phrase from your institutional clients, yeah, I want to own it, but I need a pullback? And there's no pullbacks.
1: Yeah, it's difficult to do. And what we try and do is look at quality companies that are not only executing on their core near term, but are also investing in large opportunities for the long term. And those have proven out. So just Amazon, Facebook, Google have all worked really well.
3: And you just, there's no, I mean, I look into the chart of Facebook and folks, it's a chart you teach in an undergraduate technical course. Since the middle of 2013, there hasn't been a pullback opportunity. I mean, That's it's just that right. simple.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people miss that, and we're waiting for that pullback opportunity. And, uh, you know, with, with your core check showing how well the the core is executing for them, it's difficult to see a pullback of the okay. near term.
3: Thanks for the clinic, Robert Peck on a Monday. Sun Trust, Robertson Humphrey getting us started, of course, with a major focus on the ballet as it is, the multiple-party ballet Yahoo Daily Mail uh, in the headlines. Wall Street Journal had that story. Mike, I guess in the last 18 hours, I'll say. Well,
2: it's nice to look at individual companies and figure out what they're worth, uh, you know, after talking with Sam Stovall about sectors. Yeah. uh, A reminder that Mm -hmm. there are different ways to do
3: it. That's what we do. We do the equity markets. We do finance, investment, and, of course, economics. a big international economic week with IMF Spring Meetings this Friday. It's Bloomberg Surveillance Economic Data next
2: Coming up, though, with all due respect, highlight brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverTriState.com or call 1-800-FIND-4WD for details. Land Rover, above and beyond.